0: Welcome to a special Arts Birthday uh, replay from NASA's 2021 Arts Birthday Celebration. Uh, With the lockdown, uh, we obviously didn't have a party, but instead, uh, we brought together a group of people to create audio pieces based on a text score. Text score is simply a set of instructions. It could be um, instructions for a uh, performance. It could be um, instructions for a musical piece. In this case, they were made by NF Jacques, sound artist from Montreal. And uh, the piece is called Peace for Objects Found in the Street. The instructions go as follows You're asked to go for a walk. And uh, to look around for any abandoned or unclaimed objects while you're at it if you can grab yourself a coffee Then go back return home get your sound recorder out and use that coffee cup that you collected also on your walk she asked for you to get a dense heavy object as well as a, a long thin object and then Another object of any shape or characteristic that uh, interested you. And you take that cup and you place it over top of your microphone or your recorder or your your phone. And uh, you completely cover the microphone in it, in the cup. And then you take your dense object and roll it around the cup, attempting to get all around it, every surface Every uh, part of the cup. You remove the cup and you uh, instead place the plastic lid of the coffee cup over top of the microphone and through the drinking hole insert the long thin object and then explore that sound. And then finally, the last request is remove the lid. Open a nearby window and do something with the last object that interested you, or do nothing at all, and then stop the recording. So those were the instructions, so keep those ideas in mind as you listen to the rest of this program. We got together with the artists and also other listeners from the public and uh, listened to all the pieces they made and also talked about them and talked about how they were made and different ways that people interpreted the score, those instructions, and then what kind of images came to mind when people heard the sounds that were created in this way. And F, I have uh, your version queued up to play. I was wondering if uh, you wanted to say anything about what you experienced making the piece, you know, after having made the text score, and then, and then when you went to make the piece, what what, what did you uh, encounter, uh, perhaps that you didn't expect, or what were some illuminations?
1: Um, well, I I had kind of tested it a bit before. I mean, as I wrote it, like I'm not. I'm rarely somebody who has abstract ideas. So I I wrote the score by trying things that I was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting, but uh, there's a difference between being interested in a sound and making it as an actual sequence that, that works. So yeah, as I was doing it, I was like, I can't really believe that I asked people to do something like that. But, um, anyway, so that was quite fun and it makes me quite uh, curious to, uh, Hear uh, what people have been doing. You, you sent me the links, but I uh, waited to listen tonight, all at the same time. So
0: great, and uh, maybe if you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, the work that you've done, and and you know, in a nutshell, and how that's reflected in the in the piece that you you did.
1: Right. Uh, so I work as a sound artist. I always work with objects and amplification of of small uh, and often not very resonating objects. Um, In my practice, that's often like either in performance or in installations. Uh, In in my work, I usually work with uh, contact mics and amplification systems and a lot of little motors. But um, I wanted to Propose a series of instruction that anybody could try even with the most minimal of equipment, like a cell phone, which uh, we pretty much all have. So I was trying to find a way to suggest, a way to experience these very close up sounds from objects and that kind of discovery um, with, with very basic, basic technical gear. So that's a bit what I had in mind, um, writing that piece. And I mean, I say peace for me. It's 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 almost a game, right? Like it's a way of um, of sharing ideas, basically. And I like this notion of being able to share ideas or propose an experiment to other people, um, just by a couple of lines of text. And then uh, very interested in people interpreting it very in any way they want. I was not hoping for a certain result, but almost hoping to see like, oh, wow, I had never thought that somebody would interpret it this way, you know?
0: Some of this notion of creating a text score came out of an earlier project during the lockdown uh, by a, a Chinese artist um, in Beijing. Could you tell me a little bit about that project and what he did? Yeah,
1: um, yeah, because I don't, I don't normally uh, or until uh, very recently, was working wasn't working with uh, text scores and mostly not writing them myself. Uh, in fact, I had a bit of resistance to doing that. And then, in pretty much at the beginning of the pandemic, or around May, I think uh, I got invited to be part of that project um, by Yanjun, who's a poet and sound artist based in Beijing, and he's part of an organization. They always organize a lot of concert and performances very active, obviously now they can't uh, organize that and he was trying to find a way that we could connect also internationally but in a way that was very minimal technologically and that anybody could do also with any you know, any bandwidth, any so he proposed that idea he asked to a, a whole lot of people to write a score and just post it on their Facebook page and at first he, he thought that, you know, people could just Select whatever score they're interested in and do it, maybe even just, just for themselves, you know, like just as uh, something to do. Uh but as the project went along, in fact, many people uh got really into this and started posting recordings or uh but really it was mostly recordings of their interpretations. And in fact, a lot of people that wrote the scores then also interpreted other people's scores. So it it really started feeling like a little bit of a community, you know, where it's, you just propose things and then people react and it's a kind of back and forth. So that whole process was uh, really interesting and it, it really felt to me like, I think we're all trying, right, to have this sense of uh, being in contact with other people these days. And I don't know if you feel like me, but it's it's really hit and miss, like some of these uh, web-based projects sometimes make me feel even more alienated than in contact. So it's, it's quite, uh, it's not always simple. That project I really felt uh, was a success in that sense of being able to make us feel uh, connected with mostly with people that I've never met or never heard of and probably never will yet, you know. But. It also
0: gets people outside of their habits and offers them different challenges and different ways of working too.
1: Absolutely, and in fact, um, as I was saying, I used to have a a bit of a resistance towards uh, scores. I think because I feel like getting rid of the notion of composer was a good move. So I was like, why do we need to reintroduce that notion of a you know an author, a composer? Like, what do we need? Why do we need to claim that? Like, I was having a bit of extremely mixed feelings about that. But um, one of my close friends and collaborator that, in fact, sent us uh, an interpretation, Rio Akama, she she works a lot with text scores, and so I was like, okay, maybe it's not just stupid, and I actually tried, like, we recorded a few things um, based on their scores, and then I realized what's the, what the point of it is, and as you say, it's I realized that it's a way to, because you focus on an instruction that can be a super abstract, but it makes you forget a bit the way you usually work and that can get you out of, out of a rut in a way. It, it makes you uh, approach things a bit differently and maybe a bit less self-consciously and that can be very productive. So then I started being like, oh yeah, okay. In fact, now I really enjoy working that way.
0: Okay, we're going to listen to Peace for Objects Found in the Street. Text score by NF Jacques, realized by NF Jacques. If you wish to see the video of this piece, you can go to Nasatube on YouTube and uh, see it there. That was uh, Anna Shock's version of her text score, piece for objects found in the street. It seemed like you were pretty true to the your score. Uh, the only thing I noticed is you didn't open the window at the end. And uh, I, when I read the score, I thought that one had to allow the outside sound. In.
1: I did open the window.
0: Oh, we did. But it, it looked like there was another window there that's closed.
1: <laughs> well, it's... um. It, i i opened it as much as as it as it opens uh and and in fact it's really i thought i also thought that there would be more outside sound coming in but i guess like it's funny i think that because of winter because of the snow the sounds are quite muted uh so unfortunately there's not much outside sound um at the same time i was like well that's kind of Funny because I wrote that score thinking that that would make a big difference, like the opening of the window and the outside sound coming in. And in my in the case of, of my interpret interpreting it or playing it, it it almost becomes a kind of visual prop uh, with with not much sound difference. Uh, I would have had to choose like another window for it to work differently, but I assure you, window was open.
0: Did anybody have a question for NF? before we move on to the next piece.
2: You were putting that dried flower, you were moving it along the mic, and I was wondering, was that part of the score, is it your fa- one of your favorite objects that you chose, or a, an object that you just chose? Like, you know, how there was part of the tech score, where we can just choose whatever we want?
1: Yeah, um, it's actually a... a- it's it's not a flower. It's a how would you call that? It's a maple tree, like the little seeds.
2: Oh, you
1: know, like a Manitoba maple. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I I like how I I actually am quite interested in dry dry vegetables because I find that they often are quite um, quite strong, quite elastic. Like, which is why that object to me was a very interesting object is because the way it kind of moves and, and react to the surface of the recorder and mic. Um, so yes, it's like the last part of the score when I'm like, pick whatever you want. I, I was also kind of interested in the contrast with objects, like some very you know, standard, main trash, like a piece of plastic or a coffee cup, and then mm-hmm. some things that also are found objects, but the rock or... Uh, the plan, so like kind of playing with that contrast, which also has a big contrast in, in sound and uh, material way of moving, basically.
2: It's very interesting. <laughs> the rock, and at first, I I I actually used a rock too, so I thought, oh, I'm not <laughs> doing it wrong. But then you did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I used this rock about that size, just rubbing it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. To see that. It's well, I guess a, a dense, solid object that you find on the street, I was like, hmm, probably everybody will be like, yeah, that's called a rock. And uh, it's heavy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dense.
0: I was skeptical about so. the rock, so I was discouraging people from using a rock. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it sounded good, though. It sounded better yeah, than I did. thought. Yeah, since you mentioned um, Ryoko and NFL play uh, her piece, and it's on our playlist as well. Uh, Ryoko Akama, is that how you say? Say your name. I also noticed that she uh, resorted to a cardboard box. And I noticed this in my own case and in others. people, too, that talked to me, was that uh, coffee cups weren't as easily found as as they normally would be. And uh, uh, so uh, people had to uh, come up with other alternatives, which is actually interesting because many different objects had different types of resonances and created a different sound space. So it almost gave each person their own unique sound based on what, what they could find that was, uh, uh, analogous to a coffee cup. Michelle, I have your piece, uh, queued up next. Maybe if you can, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and, uh, and how you went about making the piece.
3: Um, first i want to say that i really liked ann's piece and being able to like see the video and your process when you were going about it um and then i also really liked how there was no video with ryoko's piece and but at the same time like seeing all of these like actually not not seeing but then hearing this familiarity because of the the coffee cup, but at the same time, not knowing what the other objects might be. So that mysterious dimension is very interesting too. But to answer Darren's question, I I guess I'm, I'm no longer a student. I just graduated. I work with video sometimes and performance and installation and text. This is my first time working with or responding to a tech score and I had a lot of fun doing it I suppose my my process I had no idea what to expect so I just went on my daily walk and then remembered that there was this um, task so then I picked up my book from the library which I counted as one of my objects a dense heavy object and then kept walking around and found a, um, this thin, long piece of grass that was really fragile, and that's what I used when I got home.
0: Stronty Coffee, Long Grass, piece for objects found in the street by Mich. L. We're meeting on Whereby with artists that have uh, created pieces following a text score by NF Jacques.
1: That's such an interesting piece. The three different moments and the, the difference in textures are so so clear so much variation
0: but they're very related as well the sounds
4: hi uh, michelle i was just wondering what the last object was i think it was an object of your choice i don't know if you said it already
3: um, the last object was the coffee lid <laughs> <laughs> thank you anna for such a fun project <laughs>
1: ah, thanks for uh... playing along with it because uh that that that, that's what makes it interesting you know like we start from a similar point and then we see what happens with that uh but it's funny because it's like i can almost hear you listening to things as as you you know as we listen to the sound we kind of can feel you in the listening process as you're doing it so that's that's what i find uh, quite fascinating
0: so next, I have uh, Anton Picard's piece, and uh, Anton, uh, maybe you can tell us a, a little bit about uh, what you experience and what your background is.
4: Well, thanks, Darren. I uh, I really enjoyed this project. I, I'm I consider myself somewhat of a beginner. I'm a photographer and professor. I teach uh, photography at a college, so this for me is really just a hobby uh, and I'm just kind of getting started a bit of a, uh, I feel like a little kid, <laughs> you know, getting, getting into this. So, um, and I want to thank you. And, and because the, the text uh, score, I really used it, I guess, as a jumping off point. I, I took great liberties with it. And uh, I, I live in the country, so um, a city coffee cup is not easily had. So I substituted this. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, I taped microphones to the inside of this can. For those of you who are just listening, this is a tin can, and I took uh, a couple of microphones and I taped them to the inside of the can, and then uh, then I was it was playtime. So. That's what I did. (laughs)
0: you <laughs> It was "Sounds from a Can" by Anton Picard. I love the dripping noises at the end.
1: So interesting! I love the the part where at the beginning you have like these very metallic sounds, and then at some point I don't know what what you bring in, but even if the sound is through the can, like it, it gets very bassy and rich and not metallic at all. Like it's like, yeah. The, the the sense of the materials is very, very present, like very physical.
4: So the uh, so there so there was a question about uh, I think Sean's asking in the chat window where the contact mics in the can. No, um, and in fact, so they were um, just uh, small omni mics, and I just I just gaffer taped them to the inside of the can. Um, in the workshop, Darren had. Demonstrated using a paper cup, how just simply putting the paper cup over—and uh, that's what what Ann did too—just a paper cup over the mics, and I just—and it really turns the recorder or in, the microphones into contact microphones. And I think that was a that was a really interesting concept. I'd never uh, I'd never come across uh, before. So it really just I think really opened up a lot of possibilities and you know, the drops of water on the can. That was, I had a bucket and I just, <laughs> uh, I, and I did have a plastic cup. So I guess the, I guess the cup still worked. So I was just um, pouring water onto the can. And then I, I had a, so Anna, you might, or Ann, you might be interested in this. This is my, my, a dried leaf branch. Nice. And I used that. That was the kind of the more uh, heavy, even though it's a light material on the can, it it ended up sounding pretty heavy. So yeah. then I used a brush. So anyway, so I had a lot of fun and I, and I, I really want to, I, I it's the first time I've ever done anything like this and just using the scores, as a, as a, uh, as a jumping off point, I, I, I didn't follow the instructions. That's for <laughs> the best. I apologize. It's just, I,
1: no, I okay, was hoping you know. that people would interpret it freely. In fact, we had a couple of discussions where Darren was like, is it okay to do this? Or should I tell people to not do that? I was like, people should do exactly what they want. Like, because for me, if you yeah. read that score and it m- makes you feel like you want to go on your balcony and sing a song and record mm-hmm. it and say that's your piece, that's great. Like, it, right. it, you know, it provoked you yeah. doing something. Uh, but it's really interesting what you say. The, um, I mean, yes, the this notion of like, Having a microphone that is supposed to be a air microphone, like either uh, dynamic or um, like these uh, omni mics, if you put it on a the material, then it kind of behaves like a like a yeah. contact mic. So you, there's a kind of play around that. That is yeah, 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 quite interesting.
4: I also think that the you know just having them inside an enclosed space, like inside this can, yeah. it just changes the whole acoustic environment so much. Um, I think Sean is asking, did I multi-track? Yes, I, I I really I as I said earlier, I'm just learning and so I used this as an opportunity to, you know, jump into doing some, you know, editing, you know, uh, the digital version of a razor blade and tape and just started splicing different pieces together and I had a lot of fun just to just to play with that. So that was like another like another area, another other part of it. So Anyway, thanks. It was it was great fun. Thank
2: um, I really like your image. <laughs> I started looking at the image with and relating it to the sound. You know what I mean, right? Is was that a can?
4: Yeah, in fact, a of course. I, being being a photographer, I yeah, can't yeah. like I can't leave it just to sound only. So um, I, had to, uh, I, had do, uh, I had to I had to do I had to I I actually set it up and I used the uh, this can was the can that I photographed. And then uh, on my Facebook page, it actually then morphed into a commentary on the United States. So you have to go to my website. I have to go to my Facebook page to see what this turned into about uh, a comment around what's going on in the States. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll put the link in the chat window and you can check that out. So I I ended up going in all kinds of directions with this. Anyway, thanks.
2: Um, Another question. When the the person said multi-track, yeah, I know what it is, and layers. Um, And did you do multi-track with layers when you were generating the sound? Because I felt it was kind of, let's put it this way, pure. (laughs) Like just one one sound. Just sequential, yeah. Okay, Uh, sequential. Yeah.
1: I was curious. Yeah, I... I, um... Well, I, I mean, I felt that if somebody had to be strict about following the score, I guess it should be me, right? So I uh, <laughs> was very much, and I, I also kind of set myself the challenge of doing it in one, in one track. I actually did it a gazillion of times because many times I drop something and it's just uh, hmm. absolutely horrible. But I was like, no, I'm going to make one version. Cause I was like, if I can do it, how can I be asking people to do Great. this? So, yes, I did yeah. It, yeah.
2: it's quite extreme different approaches like i like the i like the i'll call it mundane objects no found objects and just the whole um dimension or sphere what that's probably not the right word of what you can get out of that like um You you did the brush quite a bit, Um, and in the beginning of the class, I'm pointing to you. I'm back, Darren. Yeah, Um, and that was amazing. Which is the brush going by? I just couldn't figure out what it was. And when you showed it, it was wow. I want to try that. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool.
0: With uh, well, if you ever get access to contact microphones, then you can get uh, you can start investigating objects this way. But Obviously, this way was the uh, inexpensive way. It's just a, placing a resonating object on top of the mic but uh, but mm. there's another another character to the sounds that that is revealed that that it's uh, interesting how in some people's cases the uh, the heavier uh, bigger <laughs> object brought a lighter sound and a lighter object brought a heavier sound. so it, it, you really don't know it's a whole other hearing because you're hearing the sound through material. It's material-born sound. It's not through the yeah. air like we normally hear sounds. Um, if you if you plugged your ears while you ate your lunch or breakfast or something, uh, then it'd be a completely different experience than the sounds you normally associate with eating. Um, and that's the closest thing that we have in real life is if we plug our ears and then hear our internal sounds. Then uh, it is kind of how a contact mic functions, or or in this case, this enclosed space that we put around the microphone
2: hmm. interesting wow so it's yeah. a, it
0: is a whole other way of listening mm-hmm. and uh, and our past experience uh, doesn't always hold up um, I have uh, another piece uh, by a person that's not with us uh, from Germany and uh, this is an uh, artist that goes under the name of uh, Ova Kog I guess you could say and uh, um, his, I know his name is Peter, but uh, NF, do you are you familiar with him? Do you know his work at all?
1: Um, I, I, I mean, in fact, it seems that we've been sending things to each other in the past because I also have a kind of mail art project of sending things by actual mail. So we've been kind of pen pals, but then I, I my memory is terrible, so I'm kind of confused about um, when and what. But so. Yeah,
0: so I'm actually very, very curious to hear uh, their piece. Okay, yeah, I um, yeah. He, he doesn't give a lot of information other than music, concrete, noise, minimal for Art's uh, one millionth and fifty-eighth birthday, and for NF. <laughs> and uh, here's here's his piece. Bouté pour f by uh, Ovekoch and um, that piece came from uh, Germany and, um, and it was uh, definitely a different piece, different take on the uh, score than what we've heard so far um, uh, going into kind of a more noise art but then But it was interesting because it was noise art without all the electronics and over-abstraction of sound that often you hear in noise art. Um, It was still the pure acoustic sound, I felt. Um, And then at the end, there was that metallic sound that came in. That was uh, almost like a... I thought of a mailbox, but I don't know what sound that was.
1: It's such a quite dense piece. Like when the outside sounds come in, it's really quite striking because, like, you still have this this like manipulation going on, but also like a kind of distance. Um, kind of took it a different uh, direction there. It's really
0: nice. What I liked about the third uh, action in your score is that it kind of reverses everything and turns it inside out, and it gives these pieces this unexpected conclusion Well,
1: because it's, some, it's something that I actually often think about like I actually work a lot with contact mics and uh, and because I, I love that kind of proximity and materiality of sound but then sometimes I listen to what I recorded uh, just audio and at some point I'm like well wow, maybe maybe it's a bit claustrophobic you know like everything is always like so 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 close and I'm like okay yeah maybe sometime you need to open the window, <laughs> let let some air in. So that that's what I was trying to like very clearly suggest to do.
0: David said he thought it was the window opening at the end.
4: Yeah, I thought that metallic sound that you mentioned was probably the window opening, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I second that, Darren. I really like uh, having that uh, built in, the window opening. And, and in this last one especially, it really just kind of, Changed to the whole soundscape, and and uh, you can almost feel it. But yeah, the other was really cool.
2: Do people visualize where the sound is? I guess mostly, right? You hear that because I was I was on a landscape, or there was some environmental sound with the last piece, and I was just yeah, okay, this is where I'm outside somewhere. I'm feeling. I don't know weather, probably, Um, or wind, or sand, or water, and then the metallic sound came. And It was almost like there was machinery driving that sound. Maybe before I heard it, and then there it was. He brought in the tractor. He brought in the he brought in the metal piece for working in the 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 landscape. So um, I'm wondering if people visualize, they have different stories with the sounds with some of the soundscapes. Like that's my story.
4: As I was listening to that piece, uh, I think in the middle section, I almost felt like I was <laughs> felt like being dragged on the road behind a car or something. I, yeah, I just, it, yeah. was, it was pretty intense, but it occurs to me that I think one of the things that I find so rich about this is that it is really sonic poetry in the sense that <laughs> you know we are creating these you know, to your point, Helen, and I, you, you know, you're, you're absolutely on the money. It's just we create these images from the sounds that we're hearing. We have no idea how they were created, but we're actually creating these, these images, these, these, these landscapes, these environments, you know, out of, out of the sound, which is interesting uh, in contrast to NF's video where we're actually seeing the sound being produced. And even NF, when I was listening or watching the video, I would close my eyes just to create that disconnection so that I can then kind of go into a different place than what I'm actually looking at, at the on the screen. And and I think for me that's the that's the richness of this sound art is just where your mind takes you. And you're right, Helen. I mean, I think for every single listener it's going to be it's gonna be a different movie, you know, really. <laughs>
2: Did you feel, I have to ask, did you feel almost, cla- almost claustrophobic? Yeah, towards I the end. I, 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 I did. did yeah. I just went, where are you taking me? I'm getting yeah. away from here, you know? <laughs> okay.
4: It was a nice relief at the end, for sure. Yeah,
2: it was. It, it was the bird. But it's, I just want to. other people feel the same way a lot, right? With the sound coming, emotional. <laughs> emotional things happen all the time,
0: Sometimes is that- neat. Sometimes that claustrophobic aspect comes from these, this, with the, with the contact mic aspect or this enclosed space, Uh, it does have that association to it sometimes. Uh,
4: And then when it opens up, it's like, well, things really open up. Yeah, maybe it's that intimacy, you know, that can kind of be a bit uncomfortable sometimes. I don't know that we're that comfortable being that intimate, so. And then this is, you know, very, you know, intimate sound. So maybe that's part of it.
0: That was conversations with participants in NASA's Art's Birthday project. This is a replay of Art's Birthday 2021. The pieces we heard came from a range of people with different backgrounds many of whom were making their first audio piece. So we uh, thank everyone for their courage in diving in to this project. We were really pleased with the results. This has been Making Waves. We're heard on WGXC Wave Farm the second Saturday of every month at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening.